Weird Podcast. We're up to episode 60 of the Weird Podcast. On the day which is being released is New Year's Eve. So Happy New Year to everybody if you're listening to this on Monday. And Happy New Year to everybody if you're listening to it on Tuesday. Because technically it is the new year. So I'm just throwing out that love, that happiness to you guys. Because if you're listening to this on Monday, I'll be, I'll be hype. You know, I'll be pumped up. I'll be like, like one of those Guidos out of that Jersey Shore. I'll be like Paulie D. I'll be fist pumping, banging, getting ready for the new year. Mm, mm, mm. And that's not even me being sarcastic, because I know you're probably thinking, oh, the big man's probably putting the baby down to bed, and he'll be, you know, sitting in watching TV. Maybe have a little slur over. Nah, fuck that. Baby's going to my parents. I'm getting lit. L I T. And then the flip side of that, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, New Year's Day, um, I'll be feeling, feeling, you know, feeling like listening to Mad World by Gary Jules, you know, that's what I'll be, I'll just be lying there in bed, my head will be going, all around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, I'm crying. Like, literally crying. I know people are probably thinking, nah, man, you won't actually be crying. That's a little bit um, of an over-exaggeration. Nah, for sure not. When I get hungover, I have been known to to cry. Mainly once, in particular, which is regularly brought up to me whenever I was living with my friend Daniel a few years back. I um, went and got out on a Saturday night, got absolutely 10 out of 10 drunk. <clears throat> Disgraceful. And... Woke up the next day with the worst hangover. Like, I think it had six steps, according to my Fitbit, on that particular day, which is just to my toilet, which is ten steps away. So, I mean, you know, I just projectile pee from the hallway into the sink. But that particular day, I didn't realise Daniel was home in the house with me at the time. I was just, like, thought it was me, myself and I. Was, like, in a... It wasn't a student house, but it kind of felt like a student house because just two boys living in a house together. You know what I mean? It wasn't sweet. It wasn't, like... You know, your married house or your adult house was just, you know, a bit a bit cold, a bit stinky. And, like, I just got back into bed. And I think I was actually listening to James Blunt. <laughs> Did I disappoint you? I'll let you down. Should I be feeling guilty? I'll let the judges frown. Because I saw the end before we'd begun. And then, you know, was it the hangover... Was it just listening to James Blunt? Whatever it was, I started crying. And then next thing you know, to my surprise, Daniel arrives in my room being like, Yo, man, what the fuck's going on here? And I was like, oh, didn't know you were in. And he's like, nah, fully in, why are you crying in your room? And I'm like, hey, I don't know. I'm hungover. I'm feeling pretty bad. And I'm listening to Blunty, you know, talk about the loss of what seems to me as a listener to be the love of his life. You know, sometimes you get vulnerable when we're hungover is what I'm saying. You know, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, feel for me. If you're listening to this on Monday, you know, put those fists in the sky. Ooh, ooh, 2019. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm such an old fucking loser. What am I doing? 2019 chance. Whoa. Um, but yeah, the year is up. The year is wrapped. Um, another one in the can. <laughs> you know, we move. I sound like, I hate sound like, like Conor McGregor, one of those guys, you know. We, we go forward. The fucking 2018's in the can. 28 fucking teens in the can. We move forward and we fight again. 
You know, so well, it's been a lot of heavy impressions early on in this podcast. But you know what I mean? It's done. It's over. And what a year it's been, you know, personally speaking. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a great year for me. I have done way too much, to be totally fair, way too much. Um, got married, moved house, and basically raised a baby from for the first year, you know, um, busy year. Obviously, in hindsight, I look back on 2018 with, you know, a lot of affection, a lot of um, positive memories, a lot of good points. Like, some of the best things that have ever happened to me in my life have happened in this year. But at the same time, with doing all that shit, comes the flip side of it where, you know... It's been stressful, you know, it's been a stressful year, I've taken a lot on my plate, you know, I've joked before about my beard going grey, my hair going bye-bye, dropping from my head like snowflakes, you know what I mean, I've spoken about that before, but, you know, genuinely, um, there were a couple of lows in the year as well, I know people are all flipping, probably going, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm listening to this podcast for a bit of a laugh, you know, don't need to be going down this, but it's true, do you know what I mean, there's been um, a bit of a struggle with the old... Uh, the old bonds, you know, a bit of uh, a bit of depression that I've not, well, noticeably encountered before. You know, it was an interesting uh, time because I just didn't know what the heck was wrong with the time. Just felt feeling shit about stuff. Luckily, at the minute, um, you know, things are are good in terms of that. You know, I'm feeling uh, pretty good. I feel like the worst of it's behind me. You know, but at the same time, there's still the, you know, times you think that's creeping back in the life again, you know, the sort of, the lack of doing things, you know, a few, like, basically what happens, in my opinion, again, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm not a pro, all I can do is talk to people about what I have experienced, and I can say in terms of what, to me, being down or depressed, don't like to use that term because it didn't fully feel like it got to that stage, you know, thankfully, I got sorted or got help before it creeped into that stage, but in terms of what it was, to me, it's, it's like a big pot of stew, you know what I mean? Like, the it ends up being a load of ingredients, fuck them in a big pot, and this is what you get, you know? And for me, personally, it was just, you know, it was being, being fed up with a few things, you know, for having a lot on my plate, both figuratively speaking and literally speaking too. You know, I, I find that whenever I'm you know, not active, not working out, not doing any of that stuff, it makes me more lethargic, which is a natural thing, but also makes me sort of then get into a bit of a spiral and start being, you know, counterproductive and, and which leads, of course, to being down. So what I'm basically saying, I'm not going to start this podcast going off on a on a rant about mental health or anything, but what I'm saying is I've had a year where I've experienced it. I didn't like it. You know, I went up to them and was like, nah, Mr. D, I don't like you. You know what I mean? Um, sling your hook, get out of here. It's not something that I want to deal with and hopefully it's something that I don't really have to deal with too much again. But what I want to say to my listeners is, you guys, if you feel like that, just be more open with people. That's my, not a resolution, but in 2018 I, I was forced basically into talking about stuff that I didn't feel too good about or didn't feel like I wanted to talk about it. Talking about it helped me massively. So in 2019, what I want you to do is just be saying, you know, if there's anything that's, getting on my case or getting me down and go to, to raise it to somebody you know go to a close friend go to a family member just say yo listen I'm not feeling myself you know um, nobody nowadays is going to 
you know, look at you and go, fucking man up, wise up. You know, and if they do, they're not the proper people to speak to. You know, get in touch with your doctor, do it that way. It'll do you the world of good. So 2019, I'm coming in with not resolutions, but just more positivity. You know, I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this fighting attitude in 2019. And I just want to sort of, you know, I know people listen to the podcast, you know, and I really appreciate that. The fact that you take time out of your day to listen to me talk shit, you know, I, that's, you know, something for me. It's a platform to put things out there. I know a few people have been in touch and said, hey, guy, appreciate you you're chatting about it. It's made me feel good. It's made me get into the gym. It's made me, you know, address some issues. And hey, you know, if we can help, that's what we're looking to do. Do you know what I mean? So in 2019, what I'm saying is bring the message of love towards people be positive people, be supportive of people, and just, you know, become a better you guys, you know, and girls, obviously, because, uh, you know, got to look out for both sides, but I mean, that's how I just want to start this, getting off the bat and say, yo, 2019, I'm coming for you, player, you know, um, and my, my, like, I'm going to say resolution, you know, because I don't want to just keep going back, like, fuck it, you know, I'm, I'm sellout. I'm going to try and be more consistent this year. That's something I'm trying to really do in terms of both comedy and other aspects of life. Um, you know, I want to put more content out. You know, in terms of um, getting online content, it's hard to keep putting stuff online all the time. It's hard to get stuff filmed, edited, and out there. You know, so that's why for me I started doing the podcast was because it was a way to, you know, put something out there every week. And that was the thing that I've tried to do with this podcast is be consistent. I think over time, it's got better. You know, I actually listened back to this podcast last year in and around New Year's and listened to it as well. And fuck me, I was a boring bastard. You know what I mean? I was listening to the first fucking five minutes going, this guy is just, well, this is what I'm... You know, fuck that. It's not, a podcast shouldn't just be about telling you what the crack of the day is. You should be trying to add a wee bit of humour to it, you know what I mean? I was just boring, boring myself. I was just only listening to it back to make sure that I didn't have the exact same content this year as I did last year. Like, I don't want to be coming back being like, my goals for 2019 are the same as 2018 because that would be mortifying, you know what I mean, if I had the exact same things. And, like, as time's gone by, I look back at my, like, comedy goals over 2018 and 2017 and I laughed you know, like I look back two years ago and as time's gone by, the amount of goals reduce and the realistic nature of the goals become more apparent. You know, like in the first instance, it's like be on TV, have an agent. I'm like, what? 2018 was just like doing our show, you know, uh, get more listens in your podcast, that kind of stuff. Next year, it's just going to be, be consistent, you know, maybe do another our show if you can. Um I'd like to do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Unless I'm out of work, that ain't going to be happening. Do you know what I mean? And by out of work, I mean on a career break. I don't mean like sacked. Because, I mean, I could get sacked tomorrow. You know, I just go into work, start my day off by, you know, shitting. Just a trail of shit as I walk along. Do you know what I mean? That's how I just straight up go get sacked. Just by, by doing shits. Hey, or commit murder. You know, I could do that as well because... Literally just there, my wife decided to start blending stuff. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what she's blending or why she's blending at half past nine at night when we've got a baby sleeping and I'm recording a podcast. Hey, who knows? <laughs> you know, each to their own. But um, yeah, we're having some some people around for like 
we're having. <laughs> I need need to sleep. We're having some people around for dinner. Hannibal Lecter reference. Silence off the lambs. Um, tomorrow night, which is, which is fuck. It's New Year's Eve tomorrow night, because once again for, um, especially my homeboy Chris Henning, uh, I'm recording the podcast on a Sunday. I know I put the questions out earlier because the plan is always to do the podcast when I put the call for questions out. But then what happens is life, and it just gets hard sometimes to to do, you know? So yeah, I'm recording this on a Sunday night. We're having people around for dinner tomorrow night, as in guests. We're not going to eat them. I'm not actually accountable yet. But I mean, you know what they say? It only takes like missing two, two wage packets or something to, to make you a risk of being homeless. All it takes is just having that one real tasty friend just mm, sitting there with those pulsating forearms to be like, that would make a nice arm of meat, you know? So we're having some people around. Um, basically, as soon as I'm done here, I'm out of my dining room, setting the table, getting ready to go. Um, my job is basically make the main course, um, which I'm making uh, like a nice, mm, some sort of nice vegetable chicken dish. You know, which is basically just two food food types I've just named and mashed them together, but it will be nice. So I'm doing that, and then I'm going to help set the table and stuff and just get prepped. And I'm the wine. I'm the sommelier, you know. That's my job is I pick the wines because I like drinking wine and then just go with that, you know. So that's my plan for tomorrow. Speaking of goals in 2019, that's one of my aims as well. Drink more red wine. I feel like every resolution, every goal everything to do with New Year's is something that on the surface would suck. You know, like, what the fuck's the point in having it and some, to, to do something, a goal, if you don't want to do it? So everyone out there, when you're doing your resolutions, come with, come with Papa Bear, come into the forest with the Papa Bear and do a positive resolution for yourself, something you can enjoy. You know, realistically, I say drink more red wine. I don't mean drink copious bottles of one go, which mean maybe like a glass a couple of nights a week, you know what I mean? Because obviously, you know, drinking red wine is good for the old ticker, you know, I think scientifically what the purpose of a red wine to your heart is that it, it's a slightly different viscosity to say blood and or water, which would be the two main things that pump around your heart. I know you're probably going, water doesn't pump around your heart, Dave, I know, but technically, water helps make the blood, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, an amalgamation, a cocktail of water and blood <laughs> flying around your heart. And then in there is like that, you know, it's like a cheese. Substance is like this, you know, it's clogging it up in there. It's uh, the plaque, kind of, of the heart, isn't it? It's, um, I don't know if it is called plaque, Um I'm actually going to Google that because it will sound like an idiot, but whatever it is, that, that sweet uh, plaque um, can lead to having like heart attacks and stuff. But if you put the red wine in there, it's basically like a cleaner, I think is what it actually does that um, clears all the the residue. The, um, let me see, I've got it coming up now. It is plaque. It is plaque. I'm a genius. Just building up around the arteries and stuff. And I think just the viscosity of the red wine wipes that out. So the more red wine you eat and drink, eat, shit, the healthier your heart becomes. Do you know what I mean? So that's one of my positive things I'm looking to do in the new year is just drink a bit more red wine and then fire through with being consistent. You know, whether that's in terms of comedy, 
you know, I want to put more video content out. I have a new character I want to want to do. I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, it's not going to be like a, an individual. He won't have a name or anything. It'll just be a, a stupid character. But I'm looking forward to just throwing that up. I've written the new Troubles with the 80s. What about that? Huh? Going to do that with myself and Shane as well. I love the Troubles with the 80s. That's one of my favourite things I've done. If you haven't seen it, YouTube, the Troubles with the 80s. It's a stupid, like, parody sitcom thing based around two dimwit roars in 1980s Belfast. That's good crack. Um, and then also I'm writing a script. I need to get that shit finished. Sitcom too, isn't it? So I need to get that done. I want to get it all done ASAP so it's the fucking out, out, of the, out of the way and I can just try to push it. And then in terms of other health and fitness, I'm just one of the 55 million people in Belfast alone who are trying to get fit in the year. Now, I know a lot of people look to bulk or a lot of people just get more muscular. I'm just looking to lose weight, you know, and I think being consistent helps. My tip as a physique guy to all of you out there would be don't set ridiculous long distance goals. You know, don't be being like, by the end of the year, I'm going to, you know, set wee mini goals. You know, fight wee, fight wee mini battles. And then at the end of the year, assess yourself and see how you've done in the war. The guy's thinking about it. Now that I've been told there's not 56 weeks in the year, it's 52. If I were to lose, like say you, lo- say you lose a pound a week in 52 weeks, that's 52 pounds, which is, you know, nearly four stone, which, you know, seems like a little bit when you're going week by week, but by the end of the year, nearly like three stone and like seven pounds or something like three, yeah, three and a half stone, bang on there enough is impressive you know what i mean so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to take a wee photo of myself on new year's eve and then i'm going to take another photo of myself next new year's eve i'm just going to fucking post it new year's eve next year regardless you know so if i've done any better in the year fair play to me if i've done worse fuck me and if i'm just exactly the same you know hopefully that will then be the accountability to pull the finger out and get going with it you know um, myself and Colin Geddes, of course, are running the heavyweight cut challenge, which have been, to be fair, shit at, certainly in the last few months. As I have got married in November, I have basically slacked big time. Luckily, the scales aren't telling me I have put on too much weight, which is good. In terms of just how I feel, though, generally, I definitely feel softer again. So I'm looking to just fire into the new year, like with everybody else, just under the radar and just try and make serious improvements once again you know joking aside about the red wine clearing out the plaque of the heart um i just want to have a fitter year you know just because now that i've got holly and maybe i'll i'll want to have another one probably will just not not immediately i'd like to be be able to do more daddy things you know what i mean i'm just being a big fat lazy pig i'd like to be able to chase them around the place you know beat them at all sports and that's something i would like to definitely be able to do and just generally live longer you know what i mean so i think that's important to do that and i think when you're a parent you have to lead by example as shitty as that may be like i'll be honest with you i like living that good life i'm a henry the eighth kind of guy i should have got soon you know what i mean i like to live eat that rich food drink that rich drink like to eat chocolate always you know it's my weakness i don't really eat crisps but chocolate and stuff would be something I, I could quite happily, and ice cream. I'd eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I needed to. You know what I mean? I could do it. But I need to get the head out, need to get consistent, and just need to go for it. You know? So 
any listeners of the podcast that see me slacking, go and follow the heavyweight cut on Instagram. And if you don't see me posting for a few days, you know, tweet me or message me on Instagram and be like, you wonder what the fuck's these updates on the heavyweight cut? What are you doing? Like, you know, I want to, and like, push me to see food updates too, because it's all fine when we're in the gym lifting weights. But again, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. I don't think even within a year I'll have visible abs, but I want to definitely be leaner and strong looking again, you know. I used to look strong. I used to look at myself and be like, that's a big, strong lad, whereas now I look at myself and go, there's a fat old dad, you know, it's the difference. Big, strong lad versus fat old dad, you know. It is uh, It is what it is. So I feel like, yeah, I've, I've blasted off on a lot of, uh, a lot of momentum in this podcast with... Hopefully a bit more positivity than than usual. It's probably because we've been taking coke all day today because we bought a load of bottles and stuff for Christmas and not not a lot of people drink coke, a cola. And I got it to drink with brandy and I'll probably have a few of those tomorrow, New Year's Eve. I've got myself some beers. I'm going to sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin here. If you you, you notice, if you watch wrestling back in the day, you probably know this skit. Go drink some beers, some ciders. Red wine, brandy, whiskey, gin. I'm just gonna drink it all. You know, I've got a a real pump on, ready to have a good time. So it, it's good to have Holly away for the night, so I don't have to be up and down. You know, in and out of her room, not sleeping. I can just go for a big snooze, and then deal with the hangover the next day. You know, back to Gary Jules in my bed. Um, but. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. I'm actually buzzing. I feel like I feel like I'm probably flying through this podcast because I want to go and like start like cooking and preparing for for tomorrow. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And then I'm off work until Friday, so I mean that's a big shift for me to be off. But I mean that's just a day job, you know. I'm uh, back doing stand up on Wednesday. Whoop whoop. I'm in Lavery's. Um with, and it's quite a big lineup, you know, there's a lot of people on. I'm excited. Like getting back on stage whenever you stop doing stand-up for a while it feels like you forget everything like you forget how to be funny you forget how to stand in front of a room full of people and talk shit you know so i'm excited about getting back on there got laveries on wednesday the 2nd of january Mm-mm-mm. i am in the aragal on i want to say friday the 28th of uh, january let me just double check friday it's the 25th of January, I'm in the the Ergel, and then on Monday the 18th of February, it's Boytown Live, whoa, episode 110, get to that, exciting, gigs are exciting, it's good to get back on the horse again, oh, especially this week after there's a little bit of controversy regarding Wednesday night's gig in Lavery's, it was awkward, a couple of posts on social media, um, one in particular, some uh, person tweeted saying, Basically, calling up at the poster up saying new year, new material. So, this person then took a screenshot of the lineup saying new year, new material, no women, which is correct. You know, there were, there's no women on the lineup, but it was, you know, posted in such a way to make a big deal out of the fact um, that it was all guys in the lineup, which, you know, I don't know whether this particular person who posted this um, goes to many gigs. You know, I don't. Um, but I thought it was kind of a bit, you know, out of context to be going down that front when you consider that there are literally way more male stand-up comedians 
in the country than there are female. And then you got to look at when you're booking a gig too, that the proportion of those male comedians who are good aren't high. You know, out of if you look at everyone that does stand up who's good at it, there's a small amount. Then whenever you divvy that down, there's way less women doing it. So then the ones who are good as well, there's less. So there's a few. So again, just trying to get people on a lineup that's good. It's hard to do. You know, like I've booked, I've been booking Pug Uglies now for, you know, flip of months. And I have had female acts on headlining, opening and open spots. And they've all been great, you know what I mean? But again, trying to necessarily pull lineups together. There's been weeks where I've had no women on. There was actually only one, there was one a week where I was the only guy on, which just so happens, you know, that's the way it is. It's not a male or female thing. You know, if you're funny, you're funny. It shouldn't matter if you're a guy, if you're a girl, if you're gender fluid or whatever, you know. So to me, it was just a bit, a bit of a shitty thing to put up. And hopefully if the person that posted it comes to Lavery's, they'll enjoy themselves. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, people want to get offended, I find, about stuff that there's no need to get offended about, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the guys on that list are all open-minded people. The comedy scene in Northern Ireland is probably one of the most open-minded scenes anywhere. You know, we've had a country that has had years of troubles based on religion, and a lot of my best mates are... Jewish, you know, so you know, no, a little bit like we we don't even care about that. It's just, you know, what we have in common first and foremost. So for people to say that, you know, make a big issue of that about people trying to put, you know, gigs on and food on the table. You know, as a guy, a husband to a wife and the father of a daughter. You know, for anyone to be insinuating that I am anti woman is just friggin' ridiculous and clearly doesn't know me. But, I mean, that's what you get on there. And, unfortunately, on Twitter, people share these things and make a big deal out of it. So, hopefully, you know, the people that know that will come and have a, a watch and enjoy the show. Like, you know, I just... I have just a rule that is, you know, above all else, just be sound. You know, just... Don't be a dick. Don't be a poonani. You know, just it sounds like a dizzy rascal lyric. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a poonani. Just be sound. You know, don't be a scroll. Don't be a fanny. Just be dead on. You know, like people sometimes look. See if you look for like stuff that doesn't always exist. You're, if you're looking for stuff, you will find something. Even. If it's not there, like if you're looking hard enough, you will make you will tell yourself in your mind that there's a problem here when there's not. You know what I mean? That person just needs to chill out. Do you know what I mean? And then what was worse? There's a follow-up post in the thread. Because obviously once you see this post, the first thing you want to do is who's saying it's about me? And there was a follow-up post, and what this person said was that the poster, which is of all us, our faces on Lavery's poster, um, this poster stinks off bootcut jeans and five-year-old tinder jokes now that was what irked me because i may be a lot of things but i'm not a culture i don't wear boots do you know what i mean i wear flipping snakes i'm swagged out you know what i mean they look at me like you would send like your wee obviously <laughs> stylish wizard son to see me because i'm swaggered you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, you'd send them up to me and I'd be like, you for a start, Harry, drop those glasses, they ain't sweet. Get yourself some reptilian, <laughs> get yourself some reptilian contact lenses and get out there and just start wiggling your tongue at people. Like, oh, you're a lizard, Harry. You know? 
<laughs> well, I didn't actually mean that to be that, but I just realised that worked so well. You're a lizard, Harry. You know, Swaggart says you're a lizard. Get those uh, contacts in and get out there, but not a culture. And the Tinder jokes thing, um, maybe five years ago when I was on Tinder, I might have done Tinder jokes. <laughs> but my jokes were primarily grinder based which is another... Um, story for another day fuck I did a gig many moons ago where I made a joke about basically the story was one of my like the joke was basically I wish I was gay right so what I, my joke was saying was that rather than being homophobic if anything it was agreeing to the fact that you know how ridiculous is it that people think you can choose to be gay you know it's just you either you're that's just the way you are or you aren't. You know, that was what that particular joke was about and it was how whenever at the time when I was single, struggling on like the meet struggling to meet girls or whatever, you know, some one of my mates put me on grinder and I just got flipping dinged out the bloody block. Like as people flat out wanting to get with me. I was like, I didn't know at that stage what a bear was. Now I'm very, very familiar with the term bear. But at that particular time the you know, joke was basically about, you know, if there, if there was a way, if you could choose, I'd for sure be gay. You know, I would love to be able to flick that switch, but you can't. So if anything, it was a forward-thinking joke. But then I got someone in the audience going, you're being homophobic. And I was like, whoa, that's... And then you don't want to be one of those stand-ups to teach, well, actually, the context of the joke is that, you know. But then people just hear words, like see posters and get offended. Do you know what I mean? It's not the case. But, um... You know, it seems to be an occasion. I, I got a couple of uh, a couple of gigs in a row back in those days where I just happened to have the Offender Brigade. I did a gig at Queen's, the worst gig ever, where I made a joke, which, uh, to be fair, again, was about me and about how nowadays everyone's labelled. You know, like, it, the joke was basically, in my day, I was what was known as a bit of a handful or in today's terms, severely ADHD. You know, basically how when I was a kid growing up, they didn't know what was up with me. They just thought I was a bit of a naughty boy, whereas I probably had ADHD, which I would imagine I probably did as a kid because I was hard to manage. You know, I was always going from one thing to the next. And, you know, if I live in today's terms, who knows? But the people just hear the word and go, no. You know, people just see a poster and go, no. So, you know... Get the Laveries is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you get down there, you support the boys. <laughs> but um, no, it's just a silly thing. And then like other people posting on the on it on Facebook being like, this is the Patriot. I'm like, guys, really? It's just a couple of stupid guys talking about stupid stuff to make you laugh. You know what I mean? There's no agenda. There's no holding people back. There's nothing. You know, plenty of other weeks, you'll see mixed lineups at Laveries. Plenty of other weeks... You'll see mixed lineups in public movies that I do. Do you know what I mean? It's like just such a load of shit. And I would say to the person, if you listen to my podcast, which there's a 0% chance that you do, because you would not like half the stuff I talk about. But if you do, come to Lavery's. You know, come on in, have a watch, you know, realize that we're not all bad eggs, and realize that anything I get out of stand up, like any gigs or any money if you're the tax man don't get paid anything ever um it all goes towards my wife and my daughter you know so you know all i want is equal for everyone opportunities nobody would be held back by 
religion, by gender, by colour, by creed, by race, whatever. Just, you know, be given opportunities on the provi- proviso that you're, you know, you're signed. You know, I think there should be uh, no dickhead policy. If you're a dickhead, you should be, that should supersede any race, religion, gender. You know, if you're a female prick and you're going up for a job against a dead-on fella, give it to dead-on fella. On the same hand, if you're a fella who's a prick and you're going up for something with an equally as qualified and suited for the role dead-on female, you know, that you go to the, the dead-on female. And I say equally qualified because the first time I said that, I realised I didn't say qualified. You should give it to dead-on person. So you could basically, what I'm saying is there, you could have had a real dickhead qualified doctor and then you should definitely give the the job to the dickhead qualified doctor than just like if I went in and was like lads like I'm really dead on give me that stethoscope and get the fuck you know that's just point that out for anyone that likes to point you know thingies like that out but anyway I'm digging a hole what I'm saying is come to Lavery's on on Wednesday it'll be a good time where we are doing genuinely new material I have some stuff I'm very excited about and by virtual reality, whatever. And you know I'm a technophobe, so you know it's going to be a struggle. Um, but you know what? I feel like... I don't want to be preachy, but I sound like I have got a It's been a little bit... Um, preachy. You know what? Someone just tagged me on something on Twitter. I've gone on to get questions. Um, and someone just tagged me on this. And it's just... Someone's put a tweet up saying... Come is such an ugly word. Creme de la penis sounds better. Yeah, but somebody also tweeted that like about four months ago. So you are stealing material. Boo! Which is the worst thing seeing your stand-up. You fucking... You, you motherfuckers. The Impression Podcast this has been. Um, questions. Um, Sean O'Corran. I hope I've said your name right because, again, I'm not good at, at languages, unfortunately, my sir. Has said, Irish has a word for that gap in your teeth. Thank you. <laughs> it's pronounced Seanus, um, which is really good to know and is also how I start most sentences. And the second part that ends that sentence is a dickhead. So normally I would say a sentence would be Shane is a dickhead. And that's most of my um, sentences. But yeah, my Shanus, um, which also rhymes a bit with anus. Um, and that's the gap in my teeth. So I would be take great joy, Sean, and telling um, my friend, well, former friend, after he forgot me in his swim speech, and uh, boy, thank you, Shane, that he can stop calling me a gap to Stonehead and call me a Shaneth toast. A Shaneth. Shit, that's a bit of a, a tongue twister. A Shaneth toast. Whoa, I, I, I want people out there to make videos saying that they're a Shaneth toast Stonehead and send it to me. Because that's a tongue twister ever. I'm a Shaneth Tooth. Turn to Mike Tyson. I'm a Shaneth Tooth Tohan. I'm a Shaneth Tooth Stonehead. You know what? Thank you for that, Sean. I appreciate that. And um, I feel like my eyes have been opened. Whoa. I'm a Shaneth. It's been, and I probably shouldn't actually use that phrase. I feel like my Shaneth is open. Um, nah. Uh, Jared Brawley, hi Dave, since you strike me as a very sensual guy, and this is the weird podcast, have you ever read the love letters James Joyce sent to Nora Barnacle? Hmm. If not, I highly recommend them. Here's 17 of the best bits. 
and he sent me a link to BuzzFeed, right? I don't know, right, if anyone doesn't know James Joyce, he is basically an old Irish writer from, like, the 1800s and 1900s, I guess, probably wartime, maybe, like First World War, I would say. Um, Let me see. 17 of the dirtiest excerpts from James Joyce's letters. My prick is still hot and stiff and quivering from the last brutal drive it's given you when a faint hymn is heard rising in tender pitiful worship of you from the dim cloisters of my heart. Um, That's in bold, the first bit, which I would imagine maybe someone's just edited and added to it because I don't think James Joyce would have, you know, put so many ands in the first sentence because he's a writer. You know, he probably said, my prick is still hot, stiff, and quivering rather than hot and stiff and quivering because it's you know it's bad English, basically. Um, yeah, I'm reading through these, Jared, and I think some of them are true. Like I don't think James Joyce would have said "fuck you up behind" like a hog riding a sow. Um, unless he is, and he's a he's one dirty bastard. The last drop of seed has hardly been squirted up your. See you next Tuesday before it's over, and my true love for you. The love of my verses, the love of my eyes, your strange luring eyes, comes blowing over my soul like a wind of species. I think all the, the, yeah, this can't be real, surely. And you know what, Jared, if it is real, his ling- lingo's ahead of the time. You know, James Joyce knows words that haven't even been invented yet. Um, and there's a second part of your question too thanks Jared I'd also like to wish you and yours all the very best for 2019 may all your dreams become goals achieved and all the best with health and happiness you're like some kind of Chris Angel mind freak dude because you've just predicted this whoa what's going to be said on my podcast fair play to you and thank you very much Jared I hope um, you have an excellent 2019 as well and thank you for your questions and listening to the podcast Lee has said Andy Halliday discuss. Nah, don't want to, don't want to talk about football tonight because it's too late in the day and I need to go like now and watch Shane Todd on uh, the new one-off end-of-year show, NI Trending, which I'm very keen to see. Um, Stu, Bapper and I, what's the weirdest dream you can remember? I actually had a dream recently that I was in, like, evading police in like Hungarian swimming baths. Now, there's nothing more I enjoy in a dream than a good old chase because when I'm asleep and in a dream, I'm much more athletic and much more impressive and able to run than I am actually in real life. So I enjoy a I enjoy a dream for that side of things. But yeah, definitely evading the police in the Hungarian baths because whilst I was trying to evade them, I was also enjoying relaxing as well. So it was quite a it's quite an experience. Chris Barr with my last story of twenty eighteen. Chris, thank you so much for your stories over the year. You have made this podcast better for those listening and for me doing it myself. So thank you. Hey Dave, hope you're keeping well and had a good Christmas. You mentioned last week how one of your favourite Christmas songs is sang by none other than Gary Glitter. The weird news story this week fits perfectly with this. Whoa. Um, he sent me a link to a story. Rock and roll troll, pedo singer Gary Glitter, booed off stage by fellow inmates during prison karaoke. You know what? See if I'm his PR guy, I'm going to be going, look guys, 
don't be pitching him as this. Just, you know, go for singer guy glitter. You know, don't pedo singer might put people off going to watch a show, you know. Um Child Molester Guy Glitter was reportedly booed off stage during a performance in prison, leaving him in tears. Oh poor Gary. Fucking heart bleeds for you. The seventy four year old pedophile got up on stage to perform his biggest hits to fellow prisoners, but it didn't go to plan according to sources. Um Glitter, real name Paul Gadd, was popular for his glam rock tracks of the seventies and eighties, but he was revealed as a sex offender in the late nineties. He's in blah blah blah. Many of the inmates were there to perform as a joke, but Glitter took his performance performance very seriously. He even donned one of his old tinfoil suits on the night, it's been said. One prisoner prison source said, It was meant to be a bit of fun, but Glitter took it incredibly seriously. He had managed to get hold of some of his old music. Most of the other people who took part in the show did it for a laugh, but Glitter seemed to think he was back on top of the pops. It started badly when the music wouldn't play. And you stop halfway through and drink some water. Ah, just did that for effect. Um, after the second song, things seemed to improve, but the audience just got a, thought he was being a bit too pretentious. You know what? Shouldn't be a pedophile, Gary. You know, you could have just been still making weird music, being a weird, freaky guy, and, you know, just, just don't be a pedo. You got what you deserve, man. I'm sorry your performance didn't get what you wanted. You know, but because of your actions, I can't enjoy another rock and roll Christmas anymore. The best Christmas song, and you don't get to perform in prison, you know. But what I want to know is what is the worst concert you've ever been to? Mm. In terms of music, probably Steps, you know. And for people actually outside of the world listening to this, probably Shane Ward, you know. I told Catherine, my wife, that I went to see Shane Ward, bought a t-shirt, wore it and sang along. She was not impressed. I was like, hey, each to their own, you know. Been to see loads, of, like I've been to see so many varied concerts that, you know, it's actually quite embarrassing. But when I was a young boy, younger boy, actually, it's not really a concert, it's just more a live show. We, I went to see All American Wrestling in the Ulster Hall and it was like just paramilitaries and masks, basically doing the worst wrestling ever and whenever I got there the guys running it were like the Mada here we have no door staff do you mind doing a door for 50 quid and he was like ah you know it was quite a shambles like on the poster they had like literal WWE wrestlers so I'm turning up expecting to see Kane and you just sort of see like I know Kane McGlinchey from Bye Murphy or something wearing a a Kane mask I'm like that's not the fucking guy I wanted to come and see but uh, it was a pretty shit show but in terms of concerts yeah I'll go steps even though secretly I loved it at the time. Matt Thompson, hope I'm not too late for the podcast this week. Ireland currently ranks sixth in the world for beer consumption per person. But Dave, did you know BMW stands for Bavarian Motor Works and not Big Man's Willies? Whoa. <laughs> Happy Christmas to the Physique family and citizens of Boytown. Mm. I actually didn't know that um, it didn't stand for Big Man's Willies, which is unfortunate because I think what people should do is just start their own BMW company and go up against BMW. I think like there would be people who do drive BMW motors that may trade in their car for Big Man's Willies. You know, I think there's definitely a definitely a, an audience out there, Matt. So thanks for that and thanks for enlightening me. Uh, Luke Sweeney, Dave... Have you got time to sit down with Red Dead Redemption yet after gifting it to yourself? If so, opinions. To be totally honest with you, no, I haven't. Um, I have played it a little bit, but again, it's only whenever like people go to bed 
and by the time that comes, I'm knackered. So basically what I'm saying is when I'm off for Wednesday, during the day, we should be doing a set for Lavery's, I'll probably play a little bit. You know, probably like 50 cents it, just a little bit. Mm. I'll give it a go. And once I've done that, I shall get back to you and let you know. But what I've played with so far is just a guy in a snow storm basically going around on a horse that can't run to its full potential because it's in the snow you know what I mean um, Chris Henning my dear said is it a bird is it a plane no it's Chris Bleacher again alright Dave coming at you like Cleopatra hope you're good and the fam bam as well as a fellow parent I'm assuming you've no plans for New Year's Eve but what I want to know is back in the day what did you do for New Year's well Chris I've already stumped you there I've already told you I'm going to have a really good New Year's Eve this year. To be honest, it's the first time in a long time because I just normally don't do New Year's. I don't like getting taxis. I don't like spending all my money. I like to just drink. And then normally when I drink, you can't get taxis home. So just have it my own gaff is my plan. But back in the day, what I would have done was probably just gone to whoever out of my friend's parents were out for the night and staying away somewhere and just drank and slept on the floor and escaped in the morning when I could would be my plan but no I'm going to have a drink this year and I think that'll probably be the last unless I just keep getting babysitters every New Year's Eve then it's going to be lit um, but that's it speaking of lit that's the end of the podcast it's been fun it's been a good year podcast so can I just say thank you to everybody who throughout the year has listened to the podcast and enjoyed it if you haven't you know man that's so sly but if you have thank you very much thank you for anyone that's rated and reviewed the podcast I'm on 67 five star reviews at the minute you know get me up to 70 that's all I want you know if you listen to the podcast and you've got iTunes just go over type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast give it five stars write something nice about the podcast and I'll read it out you know what I mean you get to hear me whatever you write read out as long as it's five stars it could be flipping slander and I read it out but genuinely I feel like the podcast has gone from strength to strength this year I've enjoyed doing it I've got lots of material out of doing it trying out ideas and things and you know I appreciate it so here's to seeing the back of 2018 which has been a good year and here's to seeing in 2019 happy new year to you guys may you have all the health and happiness remember you know if you are struggling let someone know let's do it as a team and then let's fucking smash 2019's fucking pan in God bless.